1: <laughs> NASCAR preview show. Sorry, my um my little little man was uh crying and did not realize that um uh, my mic was way over there. Um but yeah, getting uh getting ready to go here. Um appreciate you guys checking out the recap and preview show. We're going to talk about last weekend's race at Auto Club and talk about this weekend's race at ISM Phoenix. And get started for this weekend's research. Going to do um, a little bit more screen sharing this week. I had some people reach out to me um, about uh, a couple of screen shares, so going to do a little bit of screen shares. Have have some fun um, and get started here. As always, uh, we would like for you to subscribe to the Rotor Grinders YouTube page. Um, I have chat open. I think. Try it out. It looks like I have it open um, over there on YouTube. Also, I have Discord open for anybody that is a premium subscriber. If you have any questions throughout the show, you can post them and I will answer them at the end and uh, talk about anything that you guys would like me to talk about. So as always, we start going back and looking at uh, last weekend's race. Um, We start here with cash games. I'm going to start with DraftKings this week. Uh, it was a good week for cash games on DraftKings. Um, you know, I tied with a lot of people, and uh, but overall it was a good week. William Byron, Ross Chastain, Austin Dillon, Denny Hamlin, Eric Jones, Martin Truex Jr. There were two really chalk cash builds this week. There was a uh, Alex Bowman chalk build, and then there was a um, William Byron – Chalk build. I ended up not playing uh, Alex Bowman in cash. Um, you know, he was one of my favorite plays. I wrote him up as a top tournament play here. Ended up going kind of safe uh, with place differential. You know, William Byron gained six spots. His car was way better than that. Um, you know, it was kind of disappointing that he only finished 15th. Ross Chastain. He was not great, but he picked up 10 spots throughout the day obviously he did really well. Um, Austin Dillon pitted at the end of the race uh, for a flat tire that kind of stuck um, but yeah he picked up one spot he scored 21 and a half fantasy points. We were obviously hoping for more than that. he was doing a lot better than that until the last until the end of part of the race. Uh, Denny Hamlin gained 22 spots. The Toyotas overall, uh, were a lot better, uh, in race trim than they were in practice and qualifying. Uh, that's kind of what we were hoping for that obviously worked out really well. Um, Eric Jones, you know, he, he gained 19 spots, um, again, going back, uh, to Denny Hamlin, the Joe Gibbs cars, the Toyotas were really strong. Um, you know, they gained some spots there, so And then Martin Truex Jr., he was the chalk cash play. He was only 91%. I say only. Um, I don't know why anyone would have played cash games and not played Truex um, at Auto Club starting 38th. Uh, Amazing floor. Um, We kind of knew he was going to gain at least 20 spots. He ended up gaining 24. Um, It made zero sense to fade him. In cash games, um, obviously, I could always... You can make the argument to be underweight on him in tournaments, but... Um, over there on DraftKings for the winning tournament team, um, I was one of them. Hey, um, there's a lot of us that ended up tying 131, I think, or 134, 132 uh, people tied for first over there on DraftKings. Really what happened this week was the good plays crushed um and you know it was a really predictable week alex bowman scored 108.5 um you know DraftKings points he was the top play in practice um he had the best car he was the talk at the garage and he lived up to it you know he was the guy that Absolutely went out there and dominated the race. Um, Ross Chastain, 27th to 17th. Gained 10 spots. Didn't him? And we talked about him and Eric Jones already. Tyler Reddick, you know, if you went with this build that ended up being optimal. Um, Tyler Reddick gained eight spots. He was like a little under 20% owned. Uh, Martin Tricks Jr., 62%, um, you know, gained 24 spots. This lineup was really close to not being optimal. Um, had Blaney not uh, had the issue late, had Austin Dillon not had the issue late, um, this lineup had had Martin Truex Jr. lost a couple more spots. This lineup would have not would have not been optimal. Um, but it really, just when we're looking at it and we see a tie of 132 people. It just means all the good plays came through. A um, lot of subscribers here at Grinders. The projections were on point. Uh, a lot of people tied here. And, hey, I'm not going to complain about a profitable week. But if we had pricing after qualifying, I don't think this would happen as much. Uh, over there on FanDuel, it was a really, really good week for cash games for me. Um, Martin Trish Jr., Danny Hamlin, Ross Chastain, Eric Jones, Ryan Blaney. My cash lineup was crushing tournaments Um, before Ryan Blaney had the issue. Uh, Martin Tricks Jr. obviously did really well. Denny Hamlin did really well. Ross Chastain did really well. Eric Jones did really well. Ryan Blaney not only did lead, did he lead 30, 54 laps, but he was running second when he had a tire go down at the end of the race. So we were hoping for – a little bit more from ryan blaney um he had the car to to really do what we were hoping for from him but you know didn't end up finishing there on fando the winning tournament team was eric jones kurt Busch, chase elliott alex bowman and denny hamlin um alex bowman 27 percent owned, 75 fantasy points over there on FanDuel. everybody else uh in that 58 to 66 range jenny hamlin 66 chase elliott 61 and a half eric jones 60 and a half and kurt bush 58 and a half um i was kind of thinking kurt bush was going to be a little bit higher owned than he was um you know when you looked at it he was really strong in practice he had a really strong car in general um so I was kind of, you know, hoping that we got more from Kurt, but, you know, it wasn't the case. I, I meant like I thought he was going to have higher ownership, um, but that wasn't the case um, at 16.8%. I think I was a little bit over um, that for him looking at uh, my ownership for Kurt on Fandle. Yeah, I was a little bit over on Kurt on Fandle. Um Really liked him over there. Uh, just kind of looking at my, my ownerships uh, for DraftKings, like, you know, some of the ones that kind of stood out to me, we had Kevin Harvick projected for 21%. He came in at 10,000 or 10%. Uh, that was a little shocking for me. I did not expect him to be that low. Um, you know, we had Kyle Bush projected for 25%. He came in at 20%. Um, Martin Trish Jr. was projected at 67%, came in at 62%. Um, you know, Chase Elliott was projected for 21%, came in at 12%. Really, the the biggest one was Ryan Blaney came in at 32% after being projected for 21%. Denny Hamlin, right around where he was projected. Jimmy Johnson, right around where he was projected. Alex Bowman, right around where he was projected. But Eric Jones, about 9% more than what he was projected. Um Clint Boyer, about 5% less than, you know, he was projected for. And, you know, really, Clint Boyer paid the rake this week. He did not have a good car. Had the issue with the flat tire. Um, Scored two DraftKings points at 15% ownership. So, was way underweight on him. Talked about him on the Saturday show, um, about being underweight on him. You know, you always are nervous when a guy goes out and leads the first few laps. And he and you're way underweight on him but Ross Chastain came in a a little bit higher Daniel Suarez came in at lower we're finally starting to see Daniel Suarez's ownership come down a little bit uh which is kind of interesting going into this weekend I'll talk about that in a minute um I was way overweight on Christopher Bell so him having the issue kind of stunk um you know where I took stands I took a stand on Martin Truex Jr. I was way overweight on Martin Truex Jr. Um, I took a stand on Denny Hamlin. I was way overweight on Denny Hamlin. I was way overweight on William Byron. Um, You know, so I was way overweight on Ross Chastain. I ended up playing sixty-six percent of Ross Chastain. He was thirty-five percent on us, so I was thirty percent over the field. I was, you know, fifteen percent over the field on Ty Dillon. Um, You know, ten percent over the field on John Hunter Nemechek. I took a stand on Alex Bowman. I went a little underweight on Alex Bowman, even though he was one of my top tournament plays. I thought he had the best car, talked about it on the the show. I just was reading a lot on Alex Bowman and thought he was going to be really, um, you know, chalky in general. So when I was looking at it, I was like, I, I like Alex Bowman at like 25%. Uh, I don't like Alex Bowman at like 40%. And I thought he was really going to push like 40% ownership. So I ended up playing 25% Alex Bowman, um, and listen, I had enough because I had the optimal lineup, but again, like he was just a guy that I took a stand on. On FanDuel, I took a stand on Kevin Harvick. Um, I was underweight on him. Again, I was way overweight on Martin Truex Jr. and Denny Hamlin. Uh, Eric Jones and William Byron, way overweight on those guys as well. I put a lot of Austin Dillon on FanDuel, uh, so that last you know lap kind of stunk uh, for me. But nothing too crazy uh, as far as, like, you know, ownerships go on, like, FanDuel. I think that uh, Jimmy Johnson um, would have absolutely crushed if he didn't have the issue. There was a couple unique teams right up towards the top uh, that were so close to taking down the eight-team train on FanDuel. So it was an interesting week just in general, just because... When you look back at Auto Club, all the good plays did really well, which made it a really chalky week. Um, I don't think we see the same thing here when it comes to, um, you know, when we when we go to Phoenix ISM this weekend. I do think it's interesting that they did not price up Kyle Busch enough on the Xfinity race. I said this on XM on the Rotor show a little while ago. If you don't play Kyle Bush in Xfinity this week, you're probably going to lose. Um, what up, YouTube chat? I see you guys over there chatting. Uh, appreciate you guys joining us. Make sure you subscribe and like the video. If you have any questions you want me to answer at the end of the show, I will do that. The strategy for Auto Club was 0-2 to two Dominators. Um, when we look back at the optimal lineup here on DraftKings you um you kind of needed one dominator with alex bowman uh so it became a one dominator race it was really close to being a two dominator race if blaney didn't have that issue late in the race it would have been a, a two dominator lineup and that lineup that was up there was a uh, blaney bowman chastain jones reddick martin tricks jr so you know, it was Blaney versus Hamlin. Um, I had both of those teams um, up there. I was actually losing money in the tournament when it was Hamlin. Uh, I mean, uh, Blaney. but well, Blaney was going to crush um, if he didn't have the issue. You know, 30 points negative on the last lap of the race, to dude was crushing. So um, it was going to be a really good week for Ryan Blaney. You know, and we're going to go back and talk about that in a minute you know, one of the questions that I had from, um, discord was talking a little bit about practice speeds. I'm going to go back and I'm going to do a screen share on that here in a few minutes, but, um, the bad for me this past weekend was Austin Dillon having the issue with one lap to go. Gosh, he was so close, so close. I was so overweight on him. But I really don't have a bad, to be honest. Um, It was a good race for DFS. It was kind of a boring race as a fan. But, yeah, uh, the good Alex Bowman. Let's just give proper credit to the Chevys as a whole here. Um, You know, Chase, Byron, Jimmy, Bowman. Jimmy and Bowman were up there all day. Chase was up there as well. Ton of speed, even Kurt Bush, um from the Chevy camp in general. So I'm excited for the season because I don't think Toyota's gonna dominate this year, and I think Chevy's gonna have something to say about it. And it should be a really fun year. I do I do think Jimmy Johnson, I really do think Jimmy Johnson gets a win by the end of the year. Um and I, I didn't think Jimmy would win last year. But I do think he'll win this year um kind of goes into my takeaways my takeaways from auto club are really just going back to the fact that joe gibbs did not qualify well or practice well but they were really strong in the race uh we saw that a lot last year they none of those cars none of the cars ugh, three of those cars i would say martin Truex jr had winning speed but i don't know if i would necessarily say like Kyle Busch or Denny Hamlin or Eric Jones had winning speed. Truex had winning speed. This weekend at Phoenix, at ISM, we're really going to get an idea if these cars, if these Toyotas have the winning speed over the Chevys because when we look back at the flat tracks last year, Joe Gibbs absolutely dominated those races. So, you know, when we look at 2019 flat tracks, Truex won three of eight. Denny won one, that's four. Kyle won one, that's five. So five out of the eight races were won by Joe Gibbs. Two of those other races were won by Kevin Harvick. So when we look at, you know, flat tracks from last year, a lot of speed um, from that uh, Joe Gibbs group. So we'll have to kind of see how this weekend plays out. Um, I will go back. I I said I will go back and um, talk – some questions i'm gonna go to questions at the end we're gonna preview a little bit here of ism ism is a one mile flat oval it comps to martinsville new hampshire and richmond a little bit more to new hampshire and richmond they're a little bit faster ism is the first race this year where the stages of the stage lengths are not the same 75 115 and 122 which is really interesting because the fuel mileage is 78 to 84 laps so that first stage they can run that whole first stage before having to pit but those second and third stages um the second and the final stage they're going to have to pit um if we don't get any cautions under green flag so makes it a little bit more interesting low to medium tire wear tire wear shouldn't be too much of an issue um 156 available fastest laps points and 78 laps led points on DraftKings. That's a lot um, you know, for this weekend, so we'll have to be looking for two dominators, it looks like, um, on FanDuel, 31.2 laps led, 31.2 laps completed points. So you're going to want, on FanDuel, you're going to want your guy to finish for sure. Fuel mileage, like I said, 78 to 84 laps. Last 10 races averages 7.1 cautions per race for 43.7 laps, which takes away 21.85 DK Dominator points. Still a lot to be had. Over the last five races, Dominators are 3-2-2-1-2. Um, so obviously a lot um to look at there. Um, am going to look at this uh, really quick here and see trying to remember i thought there was a way that i can screen share but i don't remember how (laughs) so i might not be able to screen share today um i thought it was easier than what it looks like so anyway um might not be able to screen share today i'll get that worked out before next week and talk about a little bit more um Man, oh, man. So I figured out how to mute my mic, but I didn't figure out how to screen share. Yeah, Tell do how to screen share. I will figure that out before next week um, so we can kind of do a little bit more screen sharing. I will post this over there in Discord right now so we can kind of talk about it a little bit. Um, you know, it's just... Going over um, the speeds from Auto Club, and if you're in Discord, you'll see this pop up here in a second. Um, if you're not in Discord, I'm going to try to um, try to do. I will work on getting making sure I can screen share for you guys next week. But I'm going to post this in Discord right now, so if you're over in Discord, you'll see this. Um, I've been doing. A lot of work on just green flag speeds here and comparing them to practice already to start the season because we're always looking for an edge um, any way that we possibly can because, you know, when you look at the practice speeds, practice speeds always kind of dictate ownership a little bit. So, you know, the question that I had in Discord um, earlier this week was... Last year with the first practice, first first season with the Arrow package, it caused practice data and practice speeds to be somewhat unpredictable. Do you think this year we see practice speeds translating more with a year of experience and data for teams and drivers? So when you look at the chart that I posted um, in Discord, Alex Bowman had the best 10-lap average in final practice. He had the best green, li- green flag speed in final practice. Uh, the second person in final practice was Joey Logano. He was 12th in green flag speed. He did not have the speed that he had in practice. Um, Third in 10-lap averages was Martin Tricks Jr. His green flag speed was 8th. Martin Truex Jr. had a top 10 car, had some issues late in the race, um, you know, started at the rear for the most part, I'd say Martin Truex Jr.'s practice speeds were pretty, pretty legit. Um, Ryan Blaney had the fourth best 10 lap average, um, but he was second overall in green flag speed, um. And then we kind of look at these other guys that were really high up um in green flag speed. So Chase Elliott was third fastest in green flag speed at Auto Club. He was 18th in 10 lap averages. So his 10 lap average was a lot slower um than where he kind of ended up in the race. You know, he had one of the best cars in the race, finished 4th, um you know, was obviously a lot better and we saw that with Hendrick in general Jimmy Jimmy was seventeenth in ten lap average, but he had the fifth best green flag green flag speed. Um, so we're seeing a lot of speed from Hendrick in general. You know the guy that, like I said, Joey Logano really stood out. Um, the other one stood out was Kyle Larson, but we know that Kyle Larson had that mix up with Denny Hamlin, so the speed was there. You know he was top five um, before he had issues with um, Denny Hamlin, so. I would say we got really decent correlation between practice and the race at auto club. When we go back to Vegas, looking at the same, um, idea, Brian Blaney had the best, um, green flag speed at Vegas and he was 18th and 10 lap average. Um, Kevin Harvick had the best, overall 10 lap average but he was sixth uh, or fifth in in green flag speed at vegas so saying that like the green flag speed and practice kind of correlates i i think at auto club when we go to michigan i think the two mile track i think that we're gonna see really good correlation between practice and the race it's definitely something to note and we'll talk about it when we get to michigan but we go back to the one point five. You know, Joey Logano had the third best green flag speed. He won the race, but he was twentieth in ten lap average. Uh, so, a little credit to the crew chiefs as well um, a, a for anything. Um, but you know, you, when you're looking at this, you also have to know um, that it's going to be different when we're when we're looking at. short tracks all that stuff like this weekend we go to phoenix and you know phoenix is a short track so it's obviously a little bit different um you know so i think that we'll see this weekend we'll see practice translate well um i don't know if we necessarily see it translate 100% But I do think it uh, it will translate enough um, at Phoenix that we'll be able to kind of see who's going to be good on the long runs. And I think that we'll see cars make like 15 to 20 lap runs and we'll kind of look at that and see who should be fast on the long runs. I think the new package is going to be interesting this weekend. Um... But let's go. Let's go back to Phoenix uh, for a minute here, um, and, and just kind of talk about flat tracks uh, and ISM. I posted this in Discord uh, earlier this week. Last year, Kyle Busch um, finished first and second in his two races at this racetrack. He averaged seventy-three fastest laps and one hundred and twenty-three laps led. He had a one thirty eight point one driver rating. He averaged the most DraftKings points and the most FanDuel points. Um, so looking at it, you know, a guy that was great on FanDuel last year at uh, at Phoenix was Kyle Larson, um, Ryan Blaney, Denny Hamlin. Ryan Blaney is really interesting coming in the weekend. Repping rep in my Ryan Blaney shirts. Um, he has shown a ton of speed here to start the season. He was really good at this racetrack type last year. Um, so liking what I'm seeing heading into the weekend for Ryan Blaney, him, Denny, and Kyle were the only people to top five of this race, both races last year. Um, tough racetrack for chase Elliott last year, negative 22 and a half average place differential tough racetrack for Alex Bowman last year, negative 19 average place differential. Um, I'm definitely looking at Bubba Wallace heading into the weekend. He's a guy that should be a little interesting here, um, depending on where he qualifies and stuff. Ty Dillon averaged 17.5 average finish, uh, average seven place differential, was, which was one of the highest. Uh, so we're going to be looking at Ty. If he doesn't qualify really well, he's going to be so chalky. When we look at flat tracks as a whole last year, Martin Trix Jr. was really strong on flat tracks last year. Um, he averaged 44.3 fastest laps and 105.3 laps led. He averaged the most DraftKings and Fandle points. Uh, Kyle Busch averaged the second most DraftKings points and the second most Fandle points on flat tracks last year. Denny Hamlin third and both as well. Uh, Ryan Newman did really well in these types of tracks last year. Obviously, he won't be in the car this weekend. Um, it sounds like it's going to be Ross Chastain again. Uh, so still wishing a, a speedy recovery for Ryan Newman. But that car as a whole, um, if they can kind of work what they got last year, um, I, I definitely think that that six car, with Ross Chastain, is interesting this weekend, as good as this car was last year on these types of tracks. Martin Truex Jr., Denny Hamlin, Kyle Busch dominated these races last year. They won five of those eight races, Uh, you know. So Joe Gibbs going into this race, obviously they're super interesting. Um, But like if we look at just overall speed for the Chevys, the Hendrick Motorsports Chevys in general, um, they're kind of underpriced. So if they have the speed uh, this weekend, Man, oh, man, if they have the speed this weekend. I really think that they're underpriced and they're going to absolutely crush. Um, So we'll kind of have to see how it plays out. If you have any questions, throw them in the YouTube chat or the Discord if you have questions about this upcoming race. Or if you have questions about last weekend's race, I'll answer those before I get out of here. But as far as, like, flat tracks last year... Nothing really standing out to me outside of what I've already talked about. Uh, Clint Boyer struggled at flat tracks last year. So he's an interesting guy to maybe potentially stay away from. But he did have some fastest laps. And his driver rating was a little bit better than his average finishing position. So he will be one that we're kind of watching. But really, the eyes, again, the eyes are on Hendrick Motorsports, Um, you know, just looking at them. And seeing if they have that speed that uh, they've shown to start the year. So, um, really looking forward to ISM. Hoping that uh, it's not as chalky as it was last weekend. And all the good plays crush. So, again, if you're playing Xfinity, Kyle Bush is really, really good here. He is a... I wouldn't say he's a lock, but he has a really high probability um really high probability of what or of just absolutely dominating the xfinity race uh this weekend so if you play an xfinity kyle bush and those guys uh brad keselowski are very very strong plays so That's gonna wrap it up. If you haven't already, make sure you subscribe to the premium here for for NASCAR. It's rotorgrinders.com slash premium slash NASCAR. Get in the Discord. I try to help people as much as I can. So if you have any questions, feel free to reach out to me over there on Discord. Ready to crush this weekend. We got Xfinity, we got Cup, we got projections and everything coming to you guys here on Saturday. Hope everyone has an awesome week. We'll be back on Wednesday again next week um, as our typical time at 9 p.m. Eastern on Wednesday instead of Thursday. Appreciate you guys watching and we'll see you then.